Are you reading and hearing all sorts of conflicting information about AI, artificial intelligence, and wondering what impact that might have on you? Well, welcome to AI for Creatives, a podcast by creatives for creatives, connecting you to the world of AI, Web3, blockchain, and beyond. Join our hosts, Camila Sanders and Nova Lorraine, as we explore new ways AI empowers creatives and highlight leading industry innovators utilizing amazing new tools to pave the way for our future. Get inspired and educated by fellow creatives revolutionizing the industry and exemplifying new ways to gain creative independence and sovereignty. We aim to preserve humanity in this fast evolving digital world and creatives are a powerful force to do that. Be a part of the conversation as we take the reins of AI and shape a positive narrative for our future. Welcome to another episode of AI for Creatives. I am your host, Nova, and I am here with my lovely co-host, Camila. Hey, Camila. Hey. We are on a mission to help creatives better understand AI and to allow creatives like ourselves to stay in the, what would you say, the driver's seat, Camila, (laughs) of this new technology. (laughs) (laughs) proactive. (laughs) Yes, be proactive, be intentional, lead the way, shape the future as we move forward in this ever-evolving digital landscape. So really excited to talk to our guest today, Tina Manny. Hi, Tina. Hey, Nova. Hey, Kamita. And before we bring Tina fully into the studio, Camila, I'd like to know, what are you up to these days? And I know you aren't under a rock, and we've seen the explosion of articles and content around ChatGPT. I wanted to know what your thoughts are about that. But then before that, just give me an update on on what you're doing. What are you working on? Oh, wow. Well, you know, um, super excited about this year. (laughs) Mm. Um, just, just how things are evolving. Um, so working on a project just kind of starting, but, um, it is focused on artisans and people in sustainable ethical fashion Mm, in the global South and connecting them to resources to help them start their web three journey, whether it's artificial intelligence, AI, or it's blockchain or whatever that is, helping them to connect with people that have resources um, to, you know, get them on board to help them make an impact on the world or a greater impact than what they're doing, but using technology to do that and innovative solutions to do that. And then I'm super excited about, I'm, I'm sure I mentioned this before, but the podcast launch Fashion Futures, which is really like, tied in, you know, with everything that we do, right? It's just Mm. about sharing resources, um, community, whether it's around tech or it's just around innovative solutions, things that people that we don't hear from all the time. Um, So super excited about that. Um, And then you asked me about chat GPT. (laughs) Okay. So I have to say, (laughs) yes, I have to say, okay. So I know you know, it's funny. AI is just such an interesting topic to me because 
I know when everybody thinks about AI, they think about all the movies that we've seen about AI right. taking over the world, <laughs> right? Yep. The yep. robots, everything. And you're kind of like, okay, I've heard of this before. I don't know about it, right? Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about what's happening now is that now, like people, uh, companies have been using AI for a long time. We just didn't know it. But now we have things like chat GPT that everyone can use. And I will say... So my background is marketing, right? Mm. Over 20 years. I write (laughs) copy because that's just like what I live and breathe. Like I write good marketing copy, right? Yeah. And so I put in chat GPT, you know, like, oh, copy for a website doing this or copy for a intro or whatever. It actually writes pretty good (laughs) copy. Like Mm. this sounds like something... I would say, Mm. so I'm like super blown away. And I think it's going to, it's, I mean, really technology assists us, right? To help us to um, do something just in a quicker, easier way. Right. Well, that's, that's really interesting. First of all, I want to go back to what you're doing in the global South. And I've never heard that term before. And I really like it. (laughs) Thanks for sharing. I was like, Ooh, yes. Um, and your work around helping creative entrepreneurs and those that want to onboard into Web3, into this new emerging tech environment, while niching into sustainable fashion and impact and using these tools to help these founders and entrepreneurs um, really take their businesses further. So love love that and absolutely um, looking forward to an update on our next show. So you got to keep us in the loop um, so we could take this journey with you. And and a big congrats on the podcast launch, Fashion Futures. Did I get that right? That's right. Yes. And I love the name. And moving on to Chat GPT, I will have to agree with you there. You know, I uh, I, I think I started playing around with it in its beta um, two months ago, maybe two and a half months ago, which I don't know in this, in this time period, two and a half months ago is like two and a half years ago. Uh, (laughs) That's what it seems like. But I started playing around with it then. And within the short amount of time of when I was introduced to it to now it's greatly improved and it is what's called generative AI. It learns with the more input and the more use it gets, it learns and it gets better. And so that in and of itself is fascinating. But if you haven't yet tried it, um, I would say just go on and tinker with it. And I've seen use cases, as you mentioned, Camila, with individuals literally launching a website in hours using ChatGPT to create the copy. And there's so much more that you can do with it, you know, as it relates to research. And I will caution though, it's not perfect and it's not completely amazing, <laughs> but it's very good. <laughs> so I will caution that as a user to double, triple check facts and text and grammar and, and make sure that it's in your tone, that you agree with what it's saying. <laughs> Don't blindly just copy and paste. But I'm amazed with how quickly the space is continuing to grow. And I know that we're going to have a really interesting conversation with the founder that's not only using AI, but building with AI. Her company is a company that was built from the ground up in Web3 
and focused on AI technology. So without further ado, let's bring Tina into the studio, formally (laughs) bring Tina into the studio. Hey, welcome back, Tina. Hey, love to hear your conversation about ChatGPT there. Yeah, it's it's still to me, and that's just one of many generative AI tools that are out there. And I'm playing with a few. So it's it's exciting to see with where the space is going to go. But at the same time, one of the reasons why Camila and I decided to do this podcast is to also help with the fear that is around AI. And yep. I was definitely one of those, like, trust me, like, I was one of those years ago that was like, not interested, no way. And AI didn't go away. <laughs> yeah, it only really continued to yeah. advance and get better. So, and as Camila mentioned, it's in so many tools already that we use on a day to day that we just didn't know, or wasn't and weren't aware of. But I want to just pause a little bit and share more about your background, so our listeners know why we're so excited to have you here and to hear more about your story and what you're building and how you're using AI. So Tina Manny is a technology enthusiast and founder of Unthink AI, a decentralized creator commerce platform. She graduated from UT Dallas with a master's in computer science. She found her passion for innovation at a Canadian telecom giant, Nortel, in the first team developing 3G technology. Wow. Later, she led the deployment of the first 3D data network in India. She started her entrepreneurial journey in 2012 with a social commerce startup. She is an expert in the customer service space and believes that Web3 will create big opportunities for the creator economy, where art and technology come together to build meaningful communities that participate in creating and sharing wealth. She is also a mother of two daughters and considers herself lucky to have a supportive husband and family that support her entrepreneurial journey. So welcome again, Tina, and what amazing accolades that you have. And Unthink AI, AI, I love the name. I remember when we met some time Mm -hmm. ago and you shared the name of the brand and what you were doing. I was impressed from day one. And here we are almost a year later. <laughs> yeah, it's been a year. Right? Yes. Yeah. So much has changed. And now it's, it was last year was all about Web yeah. and then the metaverse. And mm-hmm. now it's all about AI. So first of all, I want to know, how does that even feel? And then we're going to segue that into what is your AI origin story? AI Web3 origin story, but how does it even feel knowing that AI now is like every other word out of, you know, every article I pull up now, I guess all I see. What are your thoughts? I I love it, actually. I mean, I I love that it's become mainstream, like Camila said, um, because uh, like like there were people who feared it. And now it's like the more and more you see something, the less you fear it and you sort of accept it. So I think um, the whole chat GPT episode has brought it into mainstream and uh, businesses have realized, small creators have realized that it's this is there to stay. And if they don't adopt, it's uh, it's not going to be good for them. So I'm I'm really glad that uh, something like this is powerful, has become now accessible to everybody, right? So it it's sort of like a level playing field, just like Web three was supposed to be. So I love it. Amazing. So how did you get into AI? And I'm sure that was part of your Web3 journey. So if you can share that AI origin story with us. 
Yeah, actually, the first, uh, my first uh, entry into AI was with our, uh, we had developed a voice assistant uh, way back in my previous company where we offered a Google assistant for shopping. And uh, it would learn on the fly uh, what the customer's taste was and respond in a natural way. So it, we were a little bit early in the market because a uh, lot of people weren't ready to adopt it. Uh, so I, I went and pitched it to many brands, but everybody would give me a meeting, but there wouldn't be many people who would want to pay for it and try it out. Uh, so that was my, that was my entry. And uh, later... Uh, when I spoke to a lot of publishers and creators, I found that there was a monetization problem. So we found that, you know, publishers weren't making enough money. Gamers were doing so much creative stuff and they were hungry for technology uh, more than the the brands. Uh, so so I felt that there was a opportunity for the uh, technology to be offered to the publishers and creators and uh, to give them sort of like a, also room to promote the brands and make money. So, so I sort of flipped the script from pitching to the brands to taking the tools to the creators. Could you talk more about that, like what you do at Unthink AI and how you're giving creators these tools? Yeah, absolutely. So um, so what, uh, what we see uh, in the last few years is that uh, the consumer, so uh, there's like, there's an evolution, right, from a passive consumer to a, a creator, right, and now to somebody who owns, who wants to own more and more of the of what they create, right. So Web one was basically a people consumed, um, and then Web two was basically where uh, people there was social media and a lot of people came out and started promoting stuff, and then Web three came where uh, the creators were like, hey, we want to own some more. Uh, so that that's that's the evolution. Uh, at Unthink, um, this is sort of in line with the trends because uh, we believe that uh, brands can't keep pushing stuff products to the audience, right? It's going a waste. Brands are wasting money. The audience is not interested. Uh, so why not the brands give some room to the creators to say, "Hey, you take, you create what's right for your audience, and I'll pay you." Right? So we're trying to flip the script with, with more control given to the creators. And uh, to enable that, to make that happen, uh, we use our technology platform, uh, which has AI tools um, and uh, Web3 community building tools to make this happen. So that's, that's the short form. Thanks for sharing that. And I like how your focus is around the creator and empowering the creator because when we think about the fear, it's not the big brands that have the fear. Yeah. It's either parents. <laughs> um, it's not the kids either. It's either parents. <laughs> it's definitely not the kids. <laughs> they love it. The <laughs> so either, you know, it's the independent designer, writer, filmmaker, videographer, photographer, artist. Again, I mentioned parents. So these are individuals that are like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Is this something that's going to replace me? Is this something that's going to impact yeah. our livelihood in a way that's not positive? And so coming into the space with this solution that specifically targets the creator around monetization, I think was so smart and needed because I'm a creator. I create content. I create designs. I create you know books, things like that, podcasts. And we do this 
Camila is here as a creator. We do this helping creators because we have a passion for the art and we want to impact communities through the products that we're creating. And it doesn't always immediately bring back that monetary return, but yet we still are doing the output. So to have a tool like yours that can facilitate that, I think is, I think that's great. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, uh, what we're trying to do, because the name Unthink itself is about uh, removing the friction, right? And we've um, we've met so many creators and we know that one common thread is that creators are busy and don't have time, right? So if mm. AI can reduce the friction, so uh, AI is not here to take away the creativity. It's actually to aid and take away all the mundane part of the the work, right? Mm. So if, if something can write copy for you, and then just, and, and all you need to do is edit it or, you know, just get some ideas or sparks. And then you, it sort of unleashes your, or takes away your, uh, you know, like your writer's block, right? So that's what IA is here for. In fact, we, uh, we, we launched our uh, platform based on same open AI that uh, ChatGPT is using uh, way back in October last year. And um, it was interesting that we showed it to so many people and they were like, wow, but now, when it came mainstream, we're so happy that it's going to push brands and creators alike to to really say that, hey, this is something I, I have to take seriously. And if I use it, this is my chance to be ahead. Yeah, awesome. I love that. So what would you say you've created this platform? As you mentioned, you've been showing it to brands and now they're warming up to it due to the mainstream aspect. Yeah, Absolutely. And with these new tools coming out, yours is just one of the many tools. Of course, ChatGPT is getting a lot of airtime today. Yeah. <laughs> but how is it, or what are some of the challenges you've seen in terms of building an AI company, which really is in that umbrella of Web3? So, in fact, a Web3 company from the ground up, because now that you know we've been on this journey in this emerging tech space, We've seen all that's happened thus far as it relates to other tools such as NFTs and decentralized organizations as a tool of governance, of course, immersive spaces as what's referenced as metaverses. So we're going to see, again, the, the surge of startups that want to come into the market as an AI company. So what were some of those challenges so they can hear your journey a little bit and learn from that? Yes. Uh, so I think uh, I think when you when you build an AI company, the the problem is uh, you know there is a lot of hype uh, and there's there are a lot of companies uh, claiming that they're AI companies just because they used something that's ready readily available. Uh, so the the problem with any new technology that's really hot is that there'll always be the good players and the bad players, just like it happened for Web three last year, right? Last mm. year uh, there were bad players who were just trying to get a lot of money, overhyping um, the u- user interfaces were hardly even ready for wallets. Uh, there was no sec- not enough security and so many scams happened. Uh, so similarly, I think for AI also, uh, there's a potential danger that uh, there'll be too many companies, too many offerings, and it'll be really hard for the investors and for the customers to know which is good and which is not. So I think the, the whole challenge or the right right thing for an AI company to do is to pick their niche, pick their niche and uh, find something that they're really good at and then go deep. We had to literally uh, like experiment with about nine different algorithms before we were able to find uh, the right way to match 
content to products uh, and we had to we had to keep experimenting throwing out something you know trying something new uh, so it's, it's an ongoing it's an ongoing uh, process and it doesn't stop and before you know it there's something better and bigger right so the the fast growth is is sort of it can be challenging for early adopters uh, because uh, their technology might get outdated already <laughs> so that's mm. it's going so fast right so uh, i think i think the key is to be on top of it but to also find a niche and just like go deep and be better than anybody else at that specific thing that you're trying to achieve mm like in in our case uh, there are so many tools that enable content writing so we were sticking to a niche of e-commerce content because we are we are really good at um at the products uh, you know personalization of products um, mm-hmm. matching mm-hmm. products to the user and matching products to the content which is the context of the user so we are we're sticking to that and then we use generative ai around that as a wrapper right so we use generative ai only for e-commerce content not for general purpose interesting yeah and it's there are so many companies that are just springing up and you don't yes, know like yes. what's behind the feel you know so so that's a good thing to to think of if you are a brand or you're a designer and you see this new ai tool will stop and do some research um, you know, talk to the people that developed it, talk to other people if they've used it and see like what is behind. And like you said, you know, having someone, a company that yeah. is forward thinking, right? So you know that this company, even if you do go with them, that they're going to grow, they're going to adopt the latest technology, they're going to keep evolving. They've been around for a little bit um, and they specialize in the niche that you are focusing on. So I think that that is really some really good tips um, so that people don't, because I think that if you use an AI technology and then it doesn't work that great, you're like, oh, this is not great. But that's not true for all companies. You have to really do your research and make sure that they're using um, the right technologies. So I wonder if you have any um, thoughts about how Retail brands and independent designers can stand out in front of buyers by using AI technologies. Yes. Uh, so um, some of the things are uh, scaled, right? So for example, AI can really help people generate content at scale. Uh, so one of the examples is uh, a search a search engine optimization, right? So brands, like small brands, have to generate a lot of content to start ranking on Google and get noticed without spending much money on ads, right? So smaller brands and independent uh, designers can find their niche keywords that they really want to be known for. So for example, you're running a a sustainable fashion brand and you could focus on keywords that are very specific to your audience that, that are truly like representative of you. And then you go all out to write content uh, use AI as much as you can to generate this at scale. Google is not going to, uh, like, uh, what do you say, penalize you just because you're using AI to generate it. As long as you're moderating it and making sure it's correct, like Nova said, and you're uh, you're making sure that this content is good and up to date, but use the tools, right? So one is scaling of content, I think. Uh, the second is uh, finding channels where your products can be visible 
So that's where you leverage the creator economy because today the customers won't come to you. You have to go to wherever the customers are sitting. So if whether they're sitting on a game, whether they're sitting reading content, whether they're in the metaverse, uh, you have to reach them. So the idea is to reach the right channels to distribute and uh, to leverage AI to do this at scale. Hmm, that's interesting. So could you give us an example of a channel and how someone could use AI to find a new channel or optimize their channels of discovery? Yeah, so um, so uh, we spoke about ChatGPT and generative AI, right? So mm-hmm. that's definitely a tool for creating content uh, at scale, right? Um, we at, at Unthink, we are planning to actually launch content at scale functionality also, where you could just literally import a product catalog and it will generate FAQs and content for every single product in the catalog, just just like by the flip of a button. And then you can go and edit and publish. Right? So that's so. So we are one of the tools that uh, that can do this at scale. There are many channels for distribution. Like uh, what what I have learned in the last uh, six or seven months is that newsletters, uh, even though newsletters sound like a very very old <laughs> distribution method, newsletters really work when you want to distribute uh, brand uh, fashion and. Uh, no matter what products you have, uh, because people who who subscribe to newsletters uh, actually sit and consume them. Like they don't just. It's it's not like Instagram where you just you know scrolling up. Newsletter readers are more serious. So and there are companies like there are several newsletter uh, distributors. I'm trying to think. One of them, one of the startups that I know is Swapstack. Uh, there's another one. I think Substack and. There's a third one. I'm missing the name now, but I'll definitely send it to you on the chat. But there are several companies that are like distribution of content through newsletters. Um, there are companies that do distribution of content through social media, like like you write content once and then they send it across all medium. So I think we have to, as creators, uh, figure out these quick channels to one, generate content, uh, two, to distribute them. And then the third piece is about feedback, right? So once you distribute, once you create content, distribute it, the third thing is to experiment, see is your experiment working or not. The ability to track what users are doing uh, on your site and on your content is super important. And, uh, and if you're able to track and measure, then you can react also faster. So it's, it's really literally got to be in a loop. Great. Thank you for that detail. That was great. So with this, all of this information that we've gotten today, and I hope our listeners are taking notes, what would you say is the future of AI and e-commerce? What's your vision? I think I think it's going to go much faster than people expect. Like uh, the metaverse was supposed to be, that was uh, an experiential version of a shopping platform, right? Like where you have bots, you speak, and then you discover things in 3D. But right now, that's sort of taken a backstage with the meta, you know, not like the delays in the technologies and somehow, right? But uh, so I think definitely uh, immersive technology is definitely here to stay. And uh, we are already seeing players that are able to do it at much lower, uh, what do you say, compute power and much more efficiently. So the moment that technology gets resolved, 
I'm sure that uh, the next generation of customers are going to expect a much more immersive setting for uh, for e-commerce. That's one. Mm-hmm. The second is the conversational, uh, the conversational commerce. That's already with ChatGPT. You know, you're speaking to a bot. So conversational commerce for sure. So immersion is the visual and the experiential part. Then mm-hmm. conversational is the interaction part, and then of course personalization, where uh, the bot should be able to understand each individual at at a individual basis and not a group basis i think these are the three things that uh, that everybody has been talking about but i think it's going mainstream like i believe 2023 is the year wow. when all these things are going going mainstream wow exciting and there will be a lot of large companies that will take a lot of time to adopt and here's your chance creators mm-hmm. <laughs> here's your chance to like get ahead right i think d2c brands are going to shine okay Yeah, I mean that's so true because it, you know, with your when you're a creator, you can just take something and use it like today. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and within these large organizations like they have to implement this and they have to use it at scale and you know, it's just it's slow, right? And so Yeah. That that's yeah. super And they exciting. have legacy systems too. They have old systems they have to interwork with, right? Like when you start ground up for fresh, you can al- already start with the right thing. Right. And and to like like you said creators need these types of tools because they want to save time versus in a yeah. larger corporation they have a person that does every single job. You know, so they want to save their they job. They have an army. Right. <laughs> they have an army that that do what what one single entrepreneur does, right? Right, exactly. Um so this this is so great. I mean, there's so much knowledge um in this episode. Like Nova said, I hope everyone was taking notes. What are some resources where people can learn more about how to apply AI or the platforms, including your platform? Like, where can people find uh, where you're at and more information about Unthink.ai? So we are we are uh, actually setting off uh, something which is part educational, part uh, promotional, uh, which is in fact uh, in the next two weeks uh, we're launching an Unthink shopping festival. and um at the anthing shopping festival we are inviting creators and brands uh, partners like you guys anybody who's interested in you know web3 and ai for uh, for shopping and um i think there's no better way to learn than to just try it out uh, so we are we're giving like a stage for a quick experimentation uh, we're giving out nfts we're giving out, we're giving out free credits for trying out some of the technology Uh, so i would i would uh, say that's really a nice uh, nice place to start um apart from that all of us are running podcasts and uh, happy to be uh, you know ref- referring uh, back and forth uh, guests speakers and things and i think it's it's up to all of us to create this awareness and uh, to to get it going nice absolutely and so what's the best way for someone to get in contact with you should they they just go to the website or Yes, just go to the website. Uh, just uh, type in their email address and contact us. It will go to info at anthink dot ai, and uh, we'll get back. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tina. This was enlightening. Thanks for all the resources that you shared and ideas that creators and creatives can run with um, with this new technology. I know that mm-hmm. we are. This is like. a little blip in this big vast area that's growing so quickly so 
really appreciate you spending time with us today and giving us that insight. Um, and we may have you back. I'm sure, like you said, things are changing so fast. <laughs> we'll see what you're doing six months from now. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And I'm really excited to uh, talk to you guys as well. Uh, know I know about your endeavors as well. Love to chat about <laughs> that in another episode. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks so much. So, Camila, that was really interesting. And I love the just how inspiring Tina came across to creators and and how she really wants to help individuals, especially your independent publishers, monetize their work. I mean, they're they're producing it, they're passionate about it, they're looking to sell product or support brands in selling product. So I just think it's a very novel idea. Yeah, I mean, I am excited. I, I know I said I was excited at the beginning of the episode, but I'm still excited because we always talk about the creator economy, right? And so it's interesting to see so many influencers and people that are just really being themselves, talking about what they want to talk about, and they have a following and they're able to mm. monetize that, right? And so we're seeing this rise of it. And it could be anyone from any age, like very young, older, whatever. It, does, it doesn't matter. Like this is how things are shifting. And so just listening to this episode, I hope everyone noticed that now with different technologies like Unthink AI, the things that they're doing, they're giving creators tools to just go fast forward. And so more people that were like, oh, well, I, I can't really write, you know, or I can't do this or I can't do that. This takes so long. Like now it's like, well, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Use AI, mm-hmm. tweak it a little bit and, and just be you and, and keep going. So I really see this as just one of the many tools that are going to help to move the creator economy forward. Yeah, absolutely. And this is just one way. I think AI is just one way. Um, either you as the creator can use the technology or you can be inspired to launch your own um, product with the basis of AI and or a combination of other Web3 tools that we had discussed today. So yeah, I I guess my big surprise is in terms of what we touched on was that Last year, it was, when is this going to go mainstream? When is Web3 going to go mainstream? And then it would you blink, and here we are, at least with one of the tools, right? There's so many. We touched on the metaverse. Of course, there's augmented reality, et cetera. But <laughs> 1 million users in five days, I would say that's a little mainstream in terms of how quickly ChatGPT was adopted. And so that's just, you know, over a short amount of time, where are we going to be in three months, six months, nine months, right? So I think that's for me as a, is something that I'm super intrigued about and what's coming down the pike. Yeah. And so people don't realize that, like I mentioned before, that this technology has existed for a while and people have been using and perfecting it behind the scenes. And people are building solutions like they have been for years and years. And now we're seeing the fruit of that. Um, so it's it's like, okay, yeah, you're right. Now it's like, let's give it to the masses and and keep it going. Yeah, and hopefully we're the ones that will be driving it, 
<laughs> continuing right, exactly. to drive it, exactly. right? Exactly. I think that's the the whole point is that we want to stay in control even as quickly as the technology is moving. And the tech, the bells and whistles, it's great. It's fun. It helps with workflow, efficiency, output, great. However, we want to continue to protect what we love and who we love and our well-being, our, you know, how we sustain ourselves and the things that really bring us joy. So it's learn about the tools, use the tools, potentially incorporate them if it makes sense for you, but share your voice and your perspective. So as we move forward, these tools are continuously working for our benefit our benefit as opposed to the other way around. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We definitely have to talk about that deeper. Yeah. For that might be sure. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely do. Cause I mean, AI is about data, right? So what mm-hmm. data is going in there and how are you contributing to that data mm-hmm. or have you contributed to that data? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's that's another good episode. That's another one. Stay tuned. <laughs> Every time you use the tool, you're training the tool. How are you training it? That's right. So yeah, we'll definitely have to dive into those topics in the near future. So I want to thank our listeners for joining us. This is not our first rodeo in terms of Camille and I. Of course, we have the Crypto for Creatives podcast, and this is our new show, AI for Creatives. So thank you for continuing this journey with us as we take you down the rabbit hole of all things Web3. And as you know, we're super passionate about sharing this knowledge. So again, thank you, my lovely co-hosts. Thank you, Nova. (laughs) And we hope to see you guys back. And if you have not yet, please subscribe, 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 pass it on, share this show so your friends and family can listen and hopefully they'll like it too and subscribe. Thanks so much. And until next time... Ciao. See ya.